The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Okay. Well, just for the record, we got a son in Phoenix, too. 52 to... <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sunny in Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date on everything Phoenix Suns basketball. My name is Charlie Erling, and as always, I'm joined by Mitch Crumpetich. What's up? Hey, this week on the show, we'll be talking about last week's games against the Mavericks, Pelicans, and Pistons. We'll be skipping over the Celtics games due to the our little Super Bowl issue here, and then we'll be talking about Next week's games against the Cavaliers, Bucks, and 76ers. Follow us on Twitter at Sunny and PHX Pod. Same thing for Instagram. Go on iTunes, leave us a five star review and a comment, and you will get a shout out on the show. All right. So, a two in one week out of the Suns. No complaints there. Nice to see us get back on track with a couple wins. And we'll talk about the one against the Mavericks first. And keep in mind, this was our second back-to-back game against the Mavericks. There was a day off in between, but two wins over the Mavericks in three days, a one-point win, a Devin Booker three-pointer to win the game, uh, that's that's just a beautiful thing. It felt so good. That's it? That's it, it felt I, so yeah, good? It just felt good. It yeah. really did. The play, the play itself for the game winner was beautifully drawn up it it made so much sense getting chris going on the pick and then they could have fouled right there and threw a wrench into everything and uh there carlisle i think took some blame for that after the game he did yeah and we were in that situation recently too so yeah that that does happen yeah that does happen but then you get booker in the background of the play setting a screen and then coming off of a screen in rhythm, pulling up for three, and it's just cash. And yeah, Devin Booker with the second most uh, field goals to put a team ahead in the last five seconds in a game, just behind Russell Westbrook. So wow. D-Book is clutch. It's proven. Yeah. No, that play was really, really nice. And I know we've been critical of Aiton on his screens, but, you know, Chris Paul is essentially this decoy on the the right wing. And Booker, like you said, is setting that screen, and then he comes around, and Aiton sets a screen for him at the top of the key, basically, behind the three-point line. And Aiton got just enough of Booker's guy. He still didn't set the most solid screen, but I'm not going to be critical of it right now. He did what he needed to. Got a piece of Booker's defender, and then Booker comes around after Chris Paul, you know, passes it off and gets out of the way, and it was just perfect. That Like that play, Monty drew that up perfectly. A beautiful thing, and a beautiful thing when your decoy on the play, Chris Paul, Goes for 34 points in this game, 14 for 20 from the floor, nine rebounds, nine assists, just about had a triple-double. But him being able to set up that play 
they knew that they couldn't take it easy on him. He was so hot, he could have put the game away himself. So they had to keep tight on him. Makes you forget about Devin Booker for just a little bit, maybe. And then, boom, game winner. Yeah, that was so nice. And like you said, he's clutch. We've seen him make these big shots before. And it this game almost felt like a bubble game. It did. It kind of had that vibe. And I think part of it, you know, staying in Dallas, playing them twice in a row, that may have added yeah. something to it. And, yeah, it, it, it was a big game. The Mavericks have been struggling. They're trying to get out of that. They've had some rough games since then. Kelly Oubre just lit them up. So yeah. they, they, they need the W. They wanted it in this one, but we were able to hold them off. Outscored them by six in the fourth quarter to win by one. Right. Well, and, you know, I think we have to talk about Luca here. For all of the praise that people give him and saying, oh, Luca should have gone rather than Aiton and all of that. Like, Luca, he whined a lot. He missed a lot of shots. I mean, I know some people think he's playing injured right now. I mean, it's like if he's really that injured, then maybe he shouldn't be playing. I mean, even a lot of the announcers and, and broadcasters that I've seen say, like, Luca really complained so much to the refs. And he maybe he's not the easiest teammate to get along with, and he's pretty self-centered. And it's like, you're not going to win a lot of games when that's the way you're playing. Yeah, and that's tough for them. Luca had a decent game overall for him. 25 points, 5 boards, 8 assists. But then he gets some pretty good output from other guys. Porzingis with 19 and 10. Richardson with 24 points. Hardaway Jr. with 18 points. And they still can't come away with a win. Right. They're right. Man, they're just missing quite a bit from that team last year. That It didn't get replaced in quite the right ways. You know, like Trey Burke is not Seth Curry. Right. Seth Curry. Yeah, yeah. it's just an interesting, it's interesting for them. And who knows how they're going to be ending up at the end of the year. The Mavericks are an interesting story, but whenever Zach Lowe wants yeah. to <laughs> call out Luca for being a whiner, I'll listen all day. Yeah, that's that's who it was yeah go go listen to zach lowe's latest podcast talking about all of this with luca he was low was rough on luca yeah and, rough enough yeah. for mark cuban to stand up and talk smack about low st- sticking <laughs> up for Doncic. how man that's just crazy yeah but, yeah it uh, was it was nice to hear and yeah in that same episode he talked about just the suns and how we're kind of a confusing team right now, and fair enough. Uh, but it's it's very nice to hear the uh, the stuff he says about Luca as Suns fans. Oh yeah, but uh, wrapping up this Mavericks game, Paul, like I said, thirty four, Booker with twenty four, then four other guys in double figures: Cam, McHale, and Aiton all with ten, Kaminsky with eleven off the bench. So some nice scoring from. You know, not a ton of scoring from everybody else, but some nice balanced scoring aside from Book and CP3. I'll take that. Right. Yeah, and we have to remember that this is our third win against the Mavs this year. That's really big for playoff implications, too. Like, it, our playoff positioning may really come down to records against other Western Conference teams. So getting three wins against the Mavs is huge for that. That is big. And the West will be a mess when we get in. Close yeah. to that. Oh, look at the standings. Look 
Yeah. I mean, is there even, let's see, aside from the T-Wolves, is there a team with a losing record in the West right now? Like I don't know. The Pelicans the have been surging back, Pels, too. And... That's true. The Pels are looking a little better. They do have a losing record, though. You're right. But the West is really, really good this year overall. All right. Yeah. Let's uh, let's hope we get a little more figured out before uh, the seeding really starts to matter. Yeah. And, and we move on to this Pelicans game, which was kind of a, a smack in the face, a bit of a wake-up call. A loss, 123-101. to 101. And there were no answers for Zion Williamson in this game. He had 28 points, 12 for 14 from the floor, seven boards, six assists, plus 37. He he was dominant out there. And I I can't help but think, why did we think putting Cam Johnson on Williamson was going to work? And we did see Cam get moved out of the starting lineup after this game for the Pistons one, which seemed to worked just fine but it seemed like it was so tough watching cam try to guard him knowing that we could do a little bit of switcheroo and put Aiton on him and maybe have a little bit more of a shot on stopping him which we did see Aiton defend some shots pretty nicely of of williamson's so Mm -hmm. that that was just tough to see i wish we would have had some more options for that but i mean Jay Crowder only played 13 minutes in this game. He he injured his foot. There's something wrong. It, was it a sprained foot? Yeah, something. Or soreness, I Sore think. Sore was Yeah, listed as. He's day-to-day as of right now. So, yeah, I mean, guys like Zion and, and even Steven Adams, these are guys that we know Aiton and I guess our team as a whole has struggled against. And I know the team has changed quite a bit, but we've struggled against these guys for, well, Zion, not quite a while, but Steven Adams, it, he's lit us up a few times. And, you know, yeah. he, he did that with 11 points and 13 rebounds. He's only four for 10 shooting, but those 13 rebounds were really big. Oh yeah, for sure. And, you know, oh, Williamson and Ingram are going to be a problem together for yeah they are for a long time, and then you have Lonzo Ball who decides to shoot lights out in this one seven for thirteen from the floor four for seven from three for eighteen points six boards, man. Um, I knew that the Pelicans would turn around at some point, and it's sad that it had to start against us, I guess, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you read what Pelicans fans were saying, and even some of the Pelicans themselves, this was their best game of the season. So we yeah. got a, you know, silver lining for us. I guess they they put out their best performance against us. That's why they beat us so bad. But you know, we will match up against them again, and th- that's where we have to hope that Monty had made makes some adjustments to fix that up because we, we've matched up twice now this season, and we're split yep. one and one right now. Yeah, we need that. We need that second win against them. That will be big. All right, let's move it on to a little cheerier of a game against the Pistons. Final score: one hundred nine ninety-two. Nice to see the team. You know, we were up for twenty in a good chunk of this one. Nice to see him just kind of tear it up with Frank Kaminsky in the starting lineup all of a sudden. 
Yeah, it's it's kind of funny, but Frank has actually looked pretty good over the last few games. And this was nice because we, we had a similar situation to the first time we played the Pistons. In that first game, we were up 16 in, you know, toward the end of the third quarter. And the Pistons come back and beat us. It goes to overtime, but they beat us. This game started to look very similar. The beginning of the fourth quarter... The, the Pistons get the lead down to 13, and I'm like, here we go again. But Monty Williams keeps Chris Paul in, cr- keeps Devin Booker in, and we end up going on a run, and we win big. So we, I, I, it's good. They're listening, you know? Not necessarily listening <clears throat> to us, but they're making adjustments as professional players and coaches, you know? It's like, I always say, in those situations, you have to treat the game like it's tied and not that you're up 13. You have to keep attacking, and that's exactly what we did. 100%. And it was nice to see our bench unit come in uh, and just kind of take over at one point, and it was the pairing of Etwan Moore and Langston Galloway there for a few minutes stretch. Both of them played big minutes in this one, 21 for Moore, 15 for Galloway. But the two of them just really kind of took over the game for a little bit, put us a nice a nice chunk in front of them, and we were able to hold on to that lead for, you know, the entire game. So nice to see Moore playing as our backup point guard kind of finally get into a groove in this one. 11 points for him, three assists, three steals. So pretty nice game from Moore. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that backcourt is interesting from uh, the bench because we have no campaign still. He's still injured. Javon Carter has been out of the rotation, basically. So it's really been Langston Galloway and and Etwan Moore. And Langston Galloway, he had five points tonight, and all five of his points came in a one-minute stretch. Yeah. So that's kind of why. I mean, he's just such like a spark off the bench just immediately, you know. Long-term... Not as much, but we don't need him to be more than that. So this worked out pretty well. And keep in mind, the Pistons were without Derrick Rose in this game, too. So that makes a little bit of a difference. And keep in mind that Blake Griffin plays for the Pistons, too, and he's kind of bad now. That, oh my gosh. That's sad. I feel bad for Blake Griffin. I I kind of feel bad for him. I don't know. It because it's based on injuries where the, where he kind of started to unravel, I guess we can say I feel bad for him due to that, but mm-hmm. that that has to be quite the culture shock going from just what he used to be a freak show athlete compared to what he can do now. And it's just night and day. And, you know, for a while there, it looked like he was kind of getting the three pointer going his jump shot looked pretty passable for quite a while, but man, just you see the numbers drop every year, and it's tough. But that's that's what happens in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not quite as apparent as like in football. I feel like in football, you got like a three or four year window for these really athletic guys for the most yeah. part. You're yeah. gonna have exceptions, like you know, Larry Fitzgerald's a good example. Definitely an exception to the rule. But it's it happens in the NBA, too. These guys don't stay super athletic forever. 
Yep, that's true. Josh Jackson's still pretty athletic, though. He is, but he's still <laughs> so reckless. I mean, it was like watching him play for the Suns again when he clanked that dunk off the rim. I know he got fouled, but when I watched that, it was like, woof. Yeah, put the white jersey on from this game. Like, I know it looks like the same as before. I re- I remember when we were playing the Warriors last week. Kelly missed a dunk, and I was like, "Did Kelly miss a lot of dunks when he was with us?" But I think I might have been thinking about Josh because Josh was kind of notorious for missing dunks for he a was. period of time. Yeah, Just so much so much anger behind those dunks, I guess. Right. Well, I know Kelly missed a handful, but, and we described Josh Jackson this way many times, but I'll just reiterate it. He's like that kid who, when you play basketball and PE gets too excited and he goes to shoot a layup and he just throws it off the backboard and it goes like to half court. That's what it's like watching Josh Jackson. play. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're 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 uh, in between episodes and the Super Bowl for the Celtics game, so we're just gonna have to pass over that. We all know what the outcome of that is now that this yeah. episode's up. So we'll move it on Monday against the Cavaliers, and keep in mind we're on a nice home stretch here. Monday, 7 p.m. against the Cavs. This should be a win, but Sexton and Garland, a nice a nice guard duo. Not quite Chris Paul, Devin Booker, but no, they're doing some nice things there in Cleveland this year. Yeah, I like the Sexland backcourt. Yeah, first off, great nickname. Yeah, that's hilarious. It's great. Uh, I I actually kind of like what the Cavs are doing a little bit. I really like Larry Nance. I mean, I feel like we have to as Suns fans, like yeah. just to see Larry Nance Jr. succeed is cool. And yeah, I like their guards and. I liked seeing them succeed. I thought that was cool. So I know they've cooled off a little bit. I don't know that they're beating teams like the Nets twice in a row anymore, but um, this might be an interesting game. Yeah, and, you know, this is one that if we think we're a playoff team, we should win this game. That's That's right. As simple as that, we need to prove it. We need to prove it with wins like this. You know, like this win against the Pistons, we're one and one against them now, but we, we needed this win to prove that we are a team capable of making the playoffs. So, yeah, I can just about guarantee Andre Drummond's going to have 20 or more rebounds, though. Yeah, I, I we could see that maybe Aiton puts up 20 rebounds, too. Maybe they he can just clean up all Drummond's garbage that he misses. After <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> We'll see about that. Yeah. Okay, next game then. That's that's the Milwaukee Bucks. They come to town Wednesday. Game's at 8 p.m. And Giannis. We, we've seen Aiton get put on Giannis in the past with, with some decent success. Do you think we'll see some more of that when we, when we match up? I think we have to. I mean, Mikhail is just too small to guard Giannis, I think. He's definitely quick enough, but too small. Giannis just bullies him. So, yeah, I think we'll see some some Aiton. Um, I also wonder if, you know, we talked about this a little bit tonight. Just we were texting during the game. Damian Jones, he can come in and foul a guy a few times. Oh, he's I wonder if efficiently. We... He can foul efficiently. <laughs> yeah, 15 fouls per 36 minutes. <laughs> but, you know, I think 
we may just bring Jones in there to foul him hard a couple times. I would almost kind of like to see that. Just tire him out a little bit more and then have Aiton stick on him most of the time. Why not? Yeah. Why not? I'm I'm interested in that. <laughs> but then the next game though, we got another big load, a big handful coming from the east, the 76ers and Embiid. And actually, I saw that Embiid might have gotten banged up. Is that is that true? I'm uh, not I'm not positive. I haven't seen that. Well, you I, I looked, don't though. Our I'm I'm going to go through our bet question really quick while you look that up. So the the bet question is for the Milwaukee game. So from last week, shout out to Sundress Dunks on Twitter, who was closest when we were guessing Chris Paul points. Uh, Charlie, you were also closest on that between you and I. So you've got some lead. I'm, I'm not really keeping track anymore. But hmm. you're, you're <laughs> um, so yeah. Shout out to Sundress Dunks for being closest on that one. And then this game, so Wednesday's game events against the Bucks, our question is, how many three-pointers will Frank Kaminsky make? So you can tweet at us, at Sonny and PHX Pod. Let us know your guess, and whoever's closest will get a shout-out on the show. But between you and me, who who do you, th- or how many do you think he's going to hit? Uh, let's go with three threes for hot guy three, Frank Kaminsky. Three. <laughs> All right. Um... Well, I'm going to use your tactic then and go a little more realistic. I'm going to say one. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's probably the better call. But, you know, I just I, I want to see Frank do the hot guy celebration, cooling himself off. Have we seen that on a telecast this year? I think so. I think he's done it a couple times. Man, I feel like I've been missing him then. I, I've seen Frank cash in a few threes this season, but... I don't know if I've seen much hot guy. And well, that's the best that's the best part. It's the hot guy was, celebration, then the three points on the scoreboard. I can imagine the the off season situation humbled him a little bit. <laughs> slowed it down <laughs> on the celebration. Oh, that's funny. But I do love that celebration. It is a good one. Oh, it is good. And we were talking before we recorded just about Frank Kaminsky, and I jokingly said, where would we be if we didn't have Frank Kaminsky right now? And it's not that big of a joke. It's really not that big of a joke. He's been solid. He yeah. he had darn near a triple-double a few games ago. <laughs> right. How weird is that? But just, you know. he's been making, he's playing like a veteran now, it seems like. he's He's taking his time, he's making great decisions, and we need that right now. We still don't have Dario. We need it. And he and Mikhail Bridges, they talk about this on the telecast nonstop, so I won't say too much about it. They have a weird connection. Yeah. Like, those two, I don't know if they, like, hang out a lot off the court, but they know where each other are most of the time. Man, I could see them being good, good friends, actually. Yeah. Just from, just from what we've seen of them. I, I feel like that about the majority of the guys on our team, though. And maybe that speaks to what James Jones does, trying to put the right kind of guys together. But, you know, we, we have a bunch of guys who are working hard, who take this thing real seriously, but are kind of goofballs, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I like it. I like it. I li- yeah, I like that a lot, too. All right. The 76ers, with or without Joel Embiid, 
will give us some issues because Ben Simmons is still a great player. And that's that's going to be a handful for Mikhail Bridges no matter what because he, even though, you know, Simmons still hasn't quite added the three-point shot to his game, he's he's a great playmaker. He gets to the rim, and he's a little bigger and stronger than Bridges, so he'll always be a handful. Yeah, he will. And, you know, Embiid always gives Aiden issues. And they, they've talked a little smack, mostly. You know, Aiden said some stuff. Embiid goes out and dominates on the court and then says, what are you talking about? And it's it's a little embarrassing. So, yeah, I worry about this one a bit. But we've beat them before. I mean, Booker is known to drop 40 against the Sixers just right. out of the blue. So, I don't know. This one's kind of hard to judge right now. Was, was that whole Aiton and Embiid thing kind of drawn up during Aiton's rookie year shortly? Kind of early yeah. along into it. Yeah, I don't know. That maybe wasn't the right call, but I, I feel more confident with him uh, going up against him now for sure. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I still give the edge to Embiid because he's one of the best players in the league, and the Sixers are arguably, maybe even not all that arguably, the best team in the East right now. Yeah. And yeah, it's this one might be rough. But I could also see us hanging in there and seeing Booker going off again. That would be fantastic. But, yeah, Aiton, here's a big night for you. I mean, I don't know. I feel like he likes to talk himself up a little bit. And look who you're up against. You're going up against Troel Embiid. I mean, it, it's <laughs> yeah. this is where you can shut somebody up and, you know, That's maybe right. do a little talking for yourself. And it's been a few quiet games. For Aiton lately, uh, you know, just double-double range, but not a ton of points, no big outbursts or anything. So maybe we're due for that. Maybe I'd yeah. love to see it happen against the Sixers. It'll be tough. Maybe that's what we need to put us on top in that one, though. Yeah, that would be great. But with that, we will move on to the non-sports section of the show. So we teased this a couple weeks ago. <laughs> saying that a lot of times we just make something up for the non-sports section, like what we're going to talk about today. And then we didn't talk about it because we had to talk about the Super Bowl first. So now we're going to revisit the question you've all been clamoring for. And that is, what is your favorite cold cut? <clears throat> <laughs> yep, that's where we're going. And... I don't know. It feels like every time we talk about food, I talk about beef, but I'm. <laughs> it's not going to change. It's roast beef. It's yeah. rare roast beef. I don't want that brown process looking roast beef. I want it. I want it to look rare, like pinkish, or a little red maybe. That's how I like my roast beef. Yeah. And I think it's fantastic. And I don't like the thin cut turkey, or the. I, I don't really like that. I, I like a nice, substantial roast beef. Yeah, yeah. I like roast beef a lot, too. It's a, a very good option. It's not versatile, though. That's what I no. will say. No, that's I, true. I'm kind of, I'm kind of second-guessing myself. Mm. Because if, if this is going to be like a forever type thing, if it's like my number one, ah. Yeah. No, it is, I, it it's, is, it's roast okay. beef. I'm not going to change. Beef and cheddar, it does go well together. 
provolone. Oh, you go provolone. Oh, I like yeah. cheddar more with it. For me, I, I'm gonna go turkey, and I like a, a smoked turkey, like a like a Cajun turkey or a mesquite smoked turkey, and I think I pick that because of the versatility. It, I mean, that can go good with just about anything. You could put some ham on that. You could put pepperoni. You could put salami. It, it just goes well with everything. And on its own, it's great too. And then you've got some cheese options. I like cheddar on there. American is good. Swiss could go on there. Pepper Jack. You have a lot of options with it. So, You know what I like to do? A BLT with a slice or two of turkey. Oh, yeah. That yeah. takes it to the next level. And it's it makes it a little more substantial, so you don't feel like you have to eat two or three BLTs. <laughs> you can just eat one BLTT. Yeah, there you go. Except I don't like tomato, so. Oh. <laughs> How do yeah. you not like tomato? Tomato's in everything. Yeah, like, well. Do you like tomato like, sauce? Yeah, yeah, that's Do you fine. like ketchup? It's just like it's okay yeah, ketchup thing yeah it's tomato it's just like raw tomatoes like on sandwiches or burgers like i don't like that but tomato sauce is fine like sauce on pizza is good and um even like when you cook tomatoes like on pizza like margarita pizza when you have cooked tomato i like that that's fine or sun-dried tomatoes that's good it's just oh, the I raw sun-dried yeah tomatoes. those are good but the raw tomato on the sandwich i can't do i don't like that have you ever just tried to eat like a slice of tomato with maybe a little pinch of salt on it or even maybe some peeper it's It's probably been years since i've tried just plain tomato it's not my thing I, i don't really like it i mean i won't go slice up a tomato to eat it that way But if I see a slice of tomato that maybe my wife is trying to cook with, like maybe I'll cut half of it up and eat it like that. I don't like go for it, but I appreciate tomatoes. Yeah. Well, a lot of people like like caprese, you know, tomato, mozzarella and some oil and vinegar and basil. I desperately want to like that. It seems amazing. It's fresh. It's light. It tastes a lot of very flavorful but i just can't do it with the tomato and well apparently the tomatoes that we eat the normal red tomatoes they're they're garbage compared to the old school heirloom tomatoes like the sure like the yellow ones or even some are kind of purple Mm. i guess those taste i don't know if i've had one recently but i guess they're just on a different level Hmm. hmm Might have to give that a little go sometime. Yeah. Well, you let me know how that goes. Yeah. This is non sports. Maybe I'll, this is maybe what I'll change sport. around. That's right. Yeah. But no, I'm going with turkey, a smoked turkey. turkey. Mm-hmm. I feel it. Yeah. No issues there. What? Have you ever eaten like a. What am I going for here? It's It's a. It's a. German sounding name. It's a Midwest thing. Mm. It's kind of like lunch meat, but it's kind of like a loaf. Oh man. Braunschwager or something like that. Have you ever heard of that? I don't think I have. All right, let's end the show right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look that up. 
Let us know if you know what Braunschlager is. I think it's Schwager. Schwager. Okay. Don't ask me to spell it. Doesn't sound familiar to me, but I would love to learn. All right. We're going off the rails here. It's time to end it. Thank (laughs) you for listening to the Sunny and Phoenix podcast. Uh, Check us out on social media at Sunny and PHX pod. Twitter and Instagram, sometimes Instagram, every <laughs> once in a while Instagram. Once a year or so. Once a year, maybe twice, if it's a good year. Maybe. Check the almanac for 2022. <laughs> 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 Alright, yeah, we gotta end this thing. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back with another episode next week. Hope you enjoyed the Super Bowl. Go Suns.